0: My dad. He's okay. Uncle Sam, I want to know what you're doing with taxi. Okay,
1: what was that
2: when I said that? They're loco. I kind of was a we so, Are you just gonna make up rules as we go along? Show Did some R E S P I C T. Anyway, I want Tell you this I'm gonna start at an 11. <laughs>
0: and take it to about a 15 real quick <laughs> Well, who wouldn't want an opportunity to talk to jack armstrong and joe getty well uh, jack armstrong and joe getty who host the popular uh, radio talk show ask the same question of their listeners and here's their response
1: and when we talk about division this is a big part of the division i
2: give you america itself this is ed mcmahon and now Here's Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C, Senor, deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty intormation complex. This is the Armstrong and Getty show. That's Armstrong and Getty. For this Friday, <laughs> the 2nd of November. Yep. Good gosh, it's already November. <laughs> the year of our Lord 2018, live and in living color. <laughs> Combination of peer pressure and common sense has kept Jack Boy at home today. Sweating, coughing, sneezing, puking mess that he <laughs> is. Oh. <laughs> A wave of gratitude uh, sweeps over the rest of the crew, especially those with small kids at home. Ba-da, ba-da. This morning, we're under the honor of the tutelage of our honorary general manager, the midterm election, a mere one, two, three, four days away. Indeed, <clears throat> yes, It is, in my opinion, going to be the most important election of our week, the midterms. It is impossible to overhype the overhype that is going on surrounding the midterm elections in the media. We will consider it. We will discuss it. But we will not you know, reach that fever pitch. It's just oh, it's so tiresome. The age of hyperbole, my friends. In keeping with our egalitarian ethos around here, we're going to introduce everyone on the squad, beginning with the guy who makes it all run. There he is, pushing the buttons. It's Michelangelo. Hello,
1: Michael. How are you? I'm pretty good. Um, I'm seeing a lot of texts on online about there's speculation about Jack actually because yesterday he left mid show, and then he's of course not here today, and so um, people are wondering if there was like an. On air, you know, maybe an off-air fight or something between yeah. the two hosts. Yes, and one just you know stormed out. Yes, he did. Um, I can't say much, but there was coffee thrown, and one of them is let's just, just say cooling off, staying at home today.
2: So. Yeah, well, it was ugly. It was really ugly. There were epithets exchanged, and I mean, <laughs> the things said about various people's mothers was uh, well unforgivable. <laughs> yes, frankly, and the rest of it. No, I'll, I'll tell you exactly what happened. Jack Jack comes from Iowa farmers. And he comes from people who, if, if you have a thresher accident out in the back 40, yep. and you get your left arm pulled off, you put a tourniquet on it, and you get back to work. Nobody wants to hear about your arm. They lost their arm in a thresher last <laughs> week. So you show up and you work, which is great. It's, it's very admirable, unless you're shedding virus like the fountains outside the Bellagio, and, and nobody else wants to get it. And we don't work on a farm. We work in a cramped little couple of uh, radio studios here that are, are, are practically airtight. So, so anyway, but he's, he's feeling pukey, and we prevailed on him that look, it's Friday. Take the whole weekend, get That's, healthy. That uh, the the, uh, the election is next week, and so yeah, he's, uh, But he'll be back anyway. Why do you lie to the people? We all know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> it's my greed, Michael. Why do, we probably ought to reset that? It's been ages. We received uh, uh, back when snail mail was much more. Uh, common people would correspond with us we received uh, a a postcard once and it was a plain postcard i mean it was literally just like you know that heavy stock paper blank on both sides it was addressed to us on the front and on the back it said why do you lie question mark is it your greed (laughs) question mark that's it It's become kind of an unofficial slogan of the show, honestly. And yes, that's precisely why we lie. Uh, Positive Sean, his smile lights up the
3: room. Sean, what's happening? Uh, Doing very well. Uh, I am uh, pleased to see that the New York Times uh, added 4 million total paid subscribers last quarter. Wow. Uh, And I guess they did some internal polling to kind of figure out, you know, what brought you to the paper, stuff like that. So 203,000 of them were the the new digital-only subscribers. Mm Mm-hmm. But the most surprising part is 60,000 of them said they joined just for the crosswords or recipes. Oh boy. You know the crosswords are legendary. Yep. They are the crossword puzzle on earth. Oh okay, so uh, amongst crossword enthusiasts, aficionados. Like if you can do yes. that one in pen in an hour, you're 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 doing some heavy lifting in the crossword. What's world. a nine
2: letter word that means extreme fan aficionado i didn't count the letters it's about nine. somewhere around there yeah, yeah. it's it's yeah, especially a the sunday crosswords. the sunday crossword is extremely difficult my mom used to do it every week we um, too hard she's I, super smart i like the
3: word jumbles the word search i don't i, I can do those <laughs> the jumble I, i'm uh, really good. good at that i'll figure it does will have the secret word at the end and bam i get that almost every time word
2: search my wife does word searches love you baby <laughs> Uh, Marshall Phillips is our esteemed newsman. Marshall, good morning. Good morning. I'm feeling very good. It is a Friday, and we have got a celebrity
0: birthday today for you, an Armstrong and Getty favorites. It's
2: like he's not really
0: the
3: juice anymore.
0: Oh, it's David Ross. Schwimmer turning 52 today. He, of course, played Ross on Friends and Juice. juice. <laughs> Robert Kardashian
3: on the people versus OJ Simpson. Come on, choose. <laughs> now, Schwimmer had a bit of a, uh, a, a viral yeah. moment uh, about a week or so ago when a guy right. who looked just like him I think he stole, like, a case of beer out of some convenience store or something. Right, in the U.K. Right.
2: That was so funny. Is David Schwimmer a British beer thief? (laughs) It's like he's not really the juice. I know, I know, David. You know, it's funny. I have, uh, I don't know if it's because, you know, I did some acting or or what, but I've always had a great deal of sympathy for actors who got typecast. Yeah. Or or, uh, maybe I read about it as a kid and, I felt a lot of sympathy, like Leonard Nimoy couldn't move beyond being Spock right. uh, for the longest time or hardly at all. He had a, a couple of good movie roles. but So, you know, it's funny, after f- Friends ended, and I spent a decade saying that I wanted to kill Ross because um, <laughs> I found him so annoying. Fascinating. Um, uh, <laughs> David Schwimmer was in Band of Brothers. Right. which is perhaps, well, it's certainly in the pantheon of the greatest war movies ever. I'm aware it's a, a miniseries. It's like a 12-hour long movie, mm-hmm. and it's just wonderful. But Schwimmer's in the first several episodes of that. And so as a guy who has a lot of sympathy for actors who get typecast, I was sitting there thinking. Ignore that it's Ross. Ignore that it's Ross. This is a gifted actor. This guy's devoted his life to it. He's a, just, just strong, skilled. He said, "Just watch it, watch it, watch it." And every minute, it, I was thinking, "There's Ross, there's Ross, there's Ross." He sounds just like Ross. He looks just like Ross. Listen to him do that line. It's just like Ross would do. Juice, juice. It was. I just couldn't put it away. I couldn't get past it. I felt bad about that, and I was so relieved when his storyline was done. And he, spoiler alert, and he gets booted out because he can't lead for squat. Much like Ross. <laughs> just like the Ross right. would have right. done. Right. Just like
3: Ross.
0: I'm sure David Schwimmer wraps his arms around Ross every day because his net worth is $85 million. <laughs> That's right, because they're
2: getting a million bucks an episode yes. per at the end, weren't yeah. they? Yeah. And man, that, and that was a number of years ago. Yep. 85 mil. Right. Yeah, I bet he's all right. Oh, yeah. He's doing just fine. You know, I love what I do, but, man, if I had 85 mil, I'd find something else to do. I'll find something else I love, huh? All right, let's get down to business now. Come on. We need to begin the show officially according to FCC rules and regulations, and here we go at Mark. And put on
1: the black uniform and the black helmet. Oh, it's so disappointing when those helmets fall off and you look at this weak little face, isn't it? Then they go back home, and they get yelled at by mom and dad.
2: I believe he's mocking Antifa there. Yes. Oh, boy, mockery. That's that's terrible. I hate to I hate to hear the mockery. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's delicious. Uh, Marshall Phillips, what headlines can we look forward to?
0: Well, Trump is keeping up his crackdown on the illegals. The US message to China stop stealing our technology and new findings about the possible links between cell phone radiation and tumors.
2: What? Oh, yes, back
0: on this. Dang it. 10-year-long
2: study. They mm. ought to do an 11th year. I'm not in the mood to hear about this. Make sure that data is sound. I use speakerphone a lot. Does that help me, Marshall? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. You're we- shielded. We have clips of the week coming up in a moment or two. Mailbag is outstanding. Hope you would stay with us. It's the Armstrong and Getty Show. Juice!
4: <laughs> Armstrong and Getty.
2: The conscience of the nation. So you There's a lot to get to, so no meandering, blah, blah, blah. Let's get right down to it. Mailbag coming up in a moment or two. But first, let's take a fond look back at the week that was its cow clips of the week.
4: Really left me with no other option because at the end of my life, I'm not going to answer to Bishop Malone, I'm going to answer to God.
3: The Saudis initially insisted that Khashoggi had left the embassy alive, but now admits that they'd incorrectly remembered what happened, or dismembered, if you will.
2: I would not even name the era after him. Yeah. He's getting too much credit. Well, he, he's, he's the not, president? He's, he's not the president. making the wave, he's surfing it. Yeah, oh, i give a rat about Twitter. And the Supreme Court agreed. But they
0: went out of their way in that case to note that his parents were lawfully domiciled here. They weren't just here temporarily.
3: You know, he was severely injured and he got great care here. Uh, Many of the people that attended to him were Jewish. Mm -hmm. You know, they're heroes. They they did like the cops did. They did their job. They went and they, they confronted the problem and they were true to their core beliefs. And I'm very proud of them.
1: Making it easy to be an illegal alien isn't enough. How about offering a reward for being an illegal immigrant? No no sane country would do that.
2: Oh, my gosh. Mailbag.
0: Here's
2: your freedom-loving quote of the day from Jeffrey Tucker. It's longish, but it's great. The free market is not a system. It is not a policy dictated by anyone in particular. It is not something that Washington implements. It does not exist in any legislation, law, bill, regulation, or book. It is what you get when people act on their own, entirely without central direction, and with their own property, and within human associations of their own creation, and in their own interest. It is the beauty that emerges in the absence of control. That sounded really smart. Who said that? Jeffrey Tucker. I love that quote. Is it the beauty that emerges in the absence of control. Speaking of control, here's your crime of day because there's so many federal laws, nobody even knows how to count them. According to Section 18, U.S. Code, paragraph 42 and 50, CFR 14.151, paragraph C, makes it a federal crime to transport a sloth, or do you say sloth, in the United States, unless the sloth has a perch that let it, it lets it hang naturally, <laughs> there's your there's one of your quite a few sloth
3: transportation federal rules and regulations. Well, so I, the, the sloth gets a lot of uh, you know kind of rough rough trade on the on the message boards for being sure. kind of lazy, sleeping yes. a lot. Yes. Well, it is my understanding that they store a lot of food in their cheeks. To the point of which it gets fermented. And so they are constantly either drunk and or hung over. So I have a little bit of sympathy for the sloth. They make pruno in their own
2: mouths. Yeah. Yeah. They make prison wine in their own cheeks. That is amazing. Little behold. Respect. Behold the wonderful sloth. <laughs> little respect indeed. You ever seen one in the wild? They're hilarious. They move so slowly. It seems impossible that yeah.
3: they are all not eaten by something or other cuz the world is spinning to them. Like, oh whoa, hold on. I just got to I just got to lie down uh, here for a maybe second. Maybe God protects gods and
2: or drunks <laughs> and fools and sloths. Uh, so we're posting something at armstrongandgetty.com for you. I sent this to you, Hanson, without instructions cuz I'm a I'm a bad human being. Uh, but Joe from Dayton sent it along. It's the original uh, announcement of the iPhone, Steve Jobs 2007. It's uh, barely 4 minutes. And Joe points out uh, around 2.10, Jobs says he thinks the iPhone may change the whole industry. And at 2.38, he says he thinks the iPhone is where the world is going. Um, yeah, interesting. So anyway, we posted that for you if you want to take a look at it. Random shower thought from uh, Anonymous. Peace is a positive state, not the mere absence of unrest and conflict. Unfortunately, is also only reached through unrest and conflict. However little we like that fact. So punch violence in the face or something. That's a say uh, that makes love to your mind, if you know what I'm saying. It's a bit of a mind blank. Peace is a positive state. Reach through unrest and conflict. All right. Maybe if I was a sloth and had a couple of cheeks full of prison wine, I could. Yeah, dude, I totally get that. I totally get what you're saying. Now let's take like 40 minutes and move five feet over there, because the sun's (laughs) shining over there. That's Joe doing his cartoon sloth voice. If there are any, I don't know, cartoon producers looking to produce a cartoon series on that fascinating beast. Taylor, uh, who happens to be a renter, writes, speaking of mind blanks, he got me here. I'm wondering if you could talk about Prop 10 a little bit more. That's a proposition on the ballot in uh, California that says uh, the, uh, the various towns, cities, municipalities, counties of California can, if they want, enact rent control laws. Previously, California law had severely restricted rent control laws. Uh, they're terrible policy. They achieve the opposite of what they claim to achieve. They sound good. And they sound like you're concerned for the little people. So they get votes, and they benefit a very few people at the expense of the many. Um, But, you know, they, they get pushed every so often. But here's Taylor's question. I'm definitely on board with not imposing rent control. But doesn't the bill just afford local jurisdictions the chance to decide for themselves? So would a small government person be in favor of giving more power to local governments, or is rent control such a toxic idea that it would be worth leaving the current statewide guidelines in place? Love the show. Thanks again. Taylor, 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 I don't appreciate you giving me a headache at this early hour of the morning, especially on a Friday. The rent is too damn high. You know, arguing for the in favor side. Right, exactly. Thank you, sir. I er, (laughs) I, uh, As a local control guy who is constantly howling local, 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 if your town can't do it, that's the only reason your county should do anything. And if your county can't do it, it's the only reason the state should step in. And if your state can't do it, Or a couple of states next door to each other can't do it. That is the only reason the federal government should be involved in anything. We have our vision of governance turned upside down. So, uh, yeah, you know what? If I'm going to be intellectually consistent, Taylor, um, I would say, yeah, leave it in the hands of local governments and let them screw up and and people move from town A to town B. Um, It's terrible policy. I have a feeling the law is the law because coalitions of real estate Uh, concerns got together and bribed uh, the legislature to pass that law. I happen to think it's good policy, but, yeah, if I'm going to be a local control guy, I get your point. Well well played, sir. Check and mate. Here's Jay in beautiful Fayetteville, Arkansas. We already have a national show. Soundbite Tourette's is real. You may want to consider a PSA at the start of your show. That stands for public service announcement. This show may cause SPT Soundbite Tourette's. Picture me in a meeting when the agenda includes doing business in China, and I have no choice but to blurt out China China" in, in my best Trump voice. How about this past summer when I challenged co-workers with says who? Spent the month of August responding to disagreements with how dare, how dare you? And how sa- dare you? And sadly, when I don't know something, I respond to whoo, which is not helping my career. I'm not asking for fewer sound bites. On the contrary, keep them coming. Like a freaking truck hit when the soundbite hits at just the right times. Whoa. Cheers to Michelangelo, Cheerio slapping podcast thief Jay in Arkansas. Marshall has our news next! It's the Armstrong and Getty Show. I'm telling you, today's show's gonna to be pretty good. We have a real internet innovator, the guy's unquestionably a genius, saying social media will wreck democracy. And his point of view is at least worth considering. Also, how many five steps? The five steps to recruit a Chinese spy. Really? China is going to come after you and try to turn you. Here's what they do. Really, really good huh. stuff. Hang around. Not to mention, yeah, you know, we got some midterm stuff and some caravan stuff. Is it race baiting or is it national security or is it some of both? Uh, anyway, uh, Marshall Phillips has our news. Marsh, I
0: also want to point out the new jobs report is out. Very good news. We're going to talk with an ABC News correspondent. Have all the details coming up right
2: after this update the economy is chugging It's yes. it's amazing
0: yes on another front president trump says illegal immigrants are invading the u.s. so he says we are going to be changing asylum rules for illegals at the white house yesterday trump was saying they're looking those who are looking for asylum are going to have to present themselves lawfully at a port of entry
1: those who choose to break our laws and enter illegally We'll no longer be able to use meritless claims to gain automatic admission into our country. We will hold them, for a long
0: time if necessary. And Trump had a warning for those migrants heading to the border, don't throw rocks. The president saying some of them threw rocks at Mexican police and badly injured them.
1: We're not going to put up with that. They want to throw rocks at our military Our military fights back. We're going to consider, and I told them, consider it a rifle. When they throw rocks like they did Dear. at the Mexico military and police, I say, consider it a rifle.
2: I think that could be a bit of a PR mess, uh, Mr. President, sir, but we'll see how it unfolds. So I'm getting my caffeine juice in the lunchroom, yeah. and uh, CNN is engaged in their usual breathless reporting of Trump's rhetoric and the responses to it. And, and, and they're pitching hard the idea that he's you know, race-baiting and causing division and whipping up uh, angst about the caravan and the rest of it. And some of that is unquestionably true. I mean, it's, it's four days before the election. So, yeah, yeah. The, the rhetoric has gotten boiling hot. Honey, turn down the heat on the rhetoric. It's going to burn. That's, that's, that's absolutely true. But these, uh, Trump did not make these times. These ma- times made Trump the millions of people, Democrats, independents, Republicans, who've seen our laws, our immigration laws, ignored People sneaking in, seeing their schools changed for the worse because now the teachers, yeah. God bless them, are busting their butts trying to teach kids who don't speak any English, and that's in the same classroom uh, with you know Johnny and Janie who are trying to learn themselves. Right, and 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 so it's it's affected their lives, and so yeah, Trump's whipping stuff up, but he is tapping into the passion that was already there. Does he does he overstate? Does he go overboard? Is he a Uh, A bit of a carnival barker? Hell yeah, he is, of course. But Trump did not create these times. The Justice Department is saying the
0: U.S. has charged a government-controlled company in China with stealing trade secrets from a U.S. semiconductor company called Micron Technology. This case is the latest in a series of U.S. prosecutions targeting Chinese corporate espionage. China! During a news conference, Attorney General Jeff Sessions outlined a new initiative focused on what he says is a growing threat of economic espionage by China. China, like any advanced nation, must decide
1: whether it wants to be a trusted partner on the world stage, or whether it wants to
2: be known around the world as a dishonest regime. I think they've made that decision, Mr. Attorney General, sir. Have a new study out that says
0: there's a clear link between cell phone radiation and tumor growth. The National Institute of Health has been, the of of it. <laughs> has been studying the effects of cell phone radiation on rodents since 1999. They released their final report Thursday. It shows a link to heart, brain, and adrenal gland cancers in male rats. The study also discovered DNA damage in the rodents as well. One researcher from UC Berkeley is pointing out that overall about 9% or 46 of the 540 rats exposed to cell phone radiation developed heart or brain cancer. That is compared to 0% of
2: unexposed male rats. Now, the question with these studies is always, how much radiation were they exposed to, and is it a, re- uh, a realistic facsimile of human life? I mean, a lot of the uh, X, Y, and Z causes cancer st- studies right. through the years that we've all heard, the The rats were stuffed so full of stuff, it was analogous to, say, drinking 310 cans of soda a day. Right. And then they say, soda causes cancer. So, you know, I'd, I'd like to know more about this, but I have an open mind. I yep. mean... And again, we all want to know the answer to that question. And
0: again, if you want to check into this study more, it's from the National Institute of of Health, and it was released yesterday. You can go ahead and Google it and look it up if you wish. Excellent, yeah. In the NFL, San Francisco beats Oakland in Thursday night football. What a start for Nick Mullins. Nick Mullins. The battle
2: for the bottom of the bay.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Nick Mullins' outstanding NFL debut with the Niners, threw for 262 yards and three touchdowns in his first NFL start as the 49ers dropped the Raiders 34-3 to wow. in the battle for the bottom of the
2: bay. Yeah, the kid. I mean, it's not like he yep. was up against the Patriots, but that's a, that's a hell of a performance. Yep. I, I mean, r- this guy was uh, toting a, a clipboard not long ago before uh, handsome, handsome Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt. Yep, yep, yep. So strong start for him that's meanwhile your... the Raiders blow <laughs> that's your news The Las Vegas Raiders
0: of uh, Marshall Phillips the Armstrong and Getty show the conscience of the nation I'm so sorry Raider
2: Nation I'm so sorry you're so loyal great fans yeah oh yeah you know this is a fair constituency of battery chuckers among you if you know <laughs> what I'm talking about they had a lot of nice Raiders fans though I feel bad off to Vegas You know, it's funny, we got that email about Soundbite Tourette's. Uh, We also got this from Flynn. Yesterday, my wife and I were having a conversation. We mentioned China. In the other room, my 12 year old reflexively said, China! (laughs) In the matter of, uh, well, in the manner of, well, you know what? In the manner of, right, that's the one. I was so, so, so proud, he writes. (laughs) That's beautiful. Uh, Daria Albinger of ABC to talk about the economic numbers that are out and uh, we'll have a brief chat with her and then uh, I want to talk just a little bit about the weird weird nature of good economics and voting it's so counterintuitive but it's it's practically undeniable so stay tuned for that and uh, you know how to be aware if you're being recruited as a Chinese spy why social media will kill democracy and much more it's the Armstrong and Getty show Gratifies my heart to hear this classic from the first Rush album. But we lean on it a bit. How about Huey Lewis in the news working for a living? That'd be another good choice. Who am I to criticize, though? You are a national treasure. And what am I? Co host of The Armstrong and Getty Show. So uh, big economic numbers out this morning. Uh, My uh, computer locked up. Mike, do you mind punching her up? Uh, Daria Albinger of ABC News joins us uh, to talk about the recently re- released numbers. Daria, good morning. How are you?
4: Good morning. Well, you know what? You don't want to be wrong, usually, about a number. But if you're going to be wrong, this is kind of the way you want to do it. Because the economists coming into the job report were saying 190,000, 200,000 jobs. They were short by about 50,000. Wow. So it really was, it was a very, very positive job report. Now, you know, some people, Joe, are saying, well, of course it's going to be this way. The Labor Department's doing this. This is President Trump's Labor Secretary and her team compiling this report. Four days before a midterm election, two separate economists I talked to this week, the National Association for Business Economics and Bankrate's Washington bureau chief, both told me that politics really don't come into play at all when this report is being compiled. It's compiled by a completely nonpartisan group of analysts. So that's one thing we don't have to worry about.
2: I remember similar complaints during the Obama administration. And as we and many of our listeners swing more right than left, we we looked into it and came up with exactly the same conclusion you did. Yeah, um, it I would mean, take a, a hell of thing- an effort to twist the numbers.
4: Yeah, I mean, it really does. I mean, and, and because we're looking at something that happened a month ago, whether they released it today or whether they released it next week, like sometimes you see a report being released the second Friday of the month, and that often happens when the first falls on that Friday, probably wouldn't have changed. Now, what did affect it, a lot of things, everything from the weather to holiday hiring, and so far everything, you know, going right in the right direction that you know economists had hoped to see. If you're looking for a job, there's every reason to expect that you'll find one. Now, the only thing you have to wonder about is how much you're going to get paid.
2: Right. I understand, wages are rising, too, though, right?
4: They're rising. I mean, they, were, they, rose, they rose 3.1%, an average of 3.1% in October, which is, is slightly better than the month before. As we're seeing more employers saying, you know what, we've got to pay people more money if we want to get the best of the best. So hopefully we'll see... The increase in wages begin to catch up with the increase in job creation in the months to come.
2: Yeah, part of what's been depressing that and we've talked about this on the show to some extent is that there's a fair amount of slack in labor force. There was such a low labor participation rate for so many Mm -hmm. years. And I see that uh, roughly 70,000 people per month have been rejoining or rejoining the labor force uh, over the last year. So that's going to push down wage growth a little
4: bit. You know, it will, it will. Anytime you see more people, you know, vying for the same job, you're going to see a reason for employers to say, well, you know what, there's a 100 people that want this position that you want. We don't have to pay you what you're asking for so so that could that could factor into it as well and a lot of that you said is is that reap that re-entry number you see a lot of people who basically said during the recession you know what i'm going to go into business for myself or i'm going to take early retirement or i'm just going to sit it out and wait until things get better so there's a lot of ifs when it comes to factoring the job report
2: daria albinger of abc news daria great to talk to you well done thanks great
4: to talk to you too thanks
2: so- So yeah, and and we'll see wage growth will probably pick up again, but then then the Fed's going to become more concerned about uh, inflation and raise the rate again, and then you know that'll cool things off, and that's just they'll try to manage a soft landing, um, which is very very difficult to do, meaning to cool off the economy without making it cold and having it go womp. Did you just womp-womp the economy? Uh, to be fair, that was just a single womp. You did not womp-womp it. It was just a womp. How absolutely dare you? <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> Consumer spending, which accounts for roughly 70% of economic output, was especially vigorous in the second and third quarters. Uh, my spending was not particularly vigorous, uh, and I apologize for that. So uh, at some point, though, we're going to be out of workers, and which is crazy. How insane is that to be talking about? After you know the last quite a few years, the Obama years. Yeah, I know it's more complicated than that. Um, but it's really quite amazing. The uh, the unemployment number is crazy low. The labor particip- participation uh, numbers are rising, rising, rising. Um, what else? Anything else? Well, the the economy's great. It's roaring ahead. Here's the crazy part. You know when Bill Clinton. And his team, featuring a uh, tiny little duplicitous George Snuffleupagus, uh, were putting together their campaign, their slogan, quite famously, was, it's the economy, stupid. Um, focus, focus, focus on that. And that was good advice, but see, people, uh, you know, people know just enough to be dangerous, and they thought that, okay, that's always good advice for politicians and political campaigns, but Here's the problem, and I was listening to this political scientist talk about this, and this is so troubling. It's, it's It seems so dumb to me, yet here we are. People don't vote from gratitude. People don't vote for, this is great, let's keep it going. They don't show up for those reasons. They're just, it's like... If somebody has a good experience at a restaurant, they'll say, wow, that was good. If they have a bad experience, they'll tweet about it and go on Yelp and tell 10 people. Can I speak to the manager is almost never a compliment. Right, right. Uh, I try to do that, by the way, because I just do. Um, But anyway, voting's like that. If things are good, people think, well, there we go. All right, super. And in large numbers, they stay home. People vote, and and I should have written it down, but the, the gist is close enough. The guy said, people don't vote out of gratitude. They vote out of fear, anger, and resentment. In fact, that is the the three things he mentioned. That's what gets people to the polls. Fear, anger, and resentment. How how true does that ring as you look at all the political campaigns going on right now? What a strange bit of human nature, though. I mean, health care is a huge issue. The expense of health care... And, oh, my God, Kate, my, my oldest daughter, Caitlin, is now going to get booted off our company health insurance because she's turning 26 in a couple of weeks. Um, and, uh, and it's tough. You know, if you're a new listener to the show, she's absolutely wonderful kid has struggled with some, uh, you know, some challenges through her life. Uh, and and health care is so freaking expensive right now. That is an economic issue that is set apart a little bit from jobs in the economy. Jobs in the economy is the economic issue. And on that basis, you would think any rational human being would think, status quo, please, status quo. Oh, my God, my, my, I'm getting paid more. My company's growing. My job's growing. They're talking about promoting me. I got the employer across town saying he wants me to come work for them. Everything's growing, growing, growing. This is great. This is freaking great. My house is worth more. My 401K is fat as the fatted calf on feast day. let hurry up. Honey, let's go vote. Let's go vote. Let's go. But people don't do that. And it's interesting. It's an interesting part of human nature, which is why. You know, on the Democrat side, they're trying to rip. They're trying to claim that all Republicans want to rip up um, protection for pre-existing conditions, even though the entire Republican Party has come around on that and understands that would be political suicide. There are no Republicans, practically none, who are pushing for that. Even those who still are talking about overturning Obamacare want to keep that in place because it's so popular. Um, but the Democrats are trying to whip up fear, anger, and resentment. With the president, the whole caravan thing, yeah, it's galling. The idea that thousands of people would force their way into the country and demand citizenship or benefits and rights and and melt away and just stay here uh, against our laws when the rest of us are required to follow the law or they find us and put us in jail. That pisses you off. The president and his people know that. Fear, anger, resentment. Which is I say, why I say, calm the hell down, everybody. Calm the hell down. But that's what motivates voting. Isn't that strange about human beings? It's my least favorite species, Homo sapiens. If you're going to get recruited as a Chinese spy, we'll tell you how they're going to do it, and social media is going to ruin democracy, according to a pretty intriguing and, and smart guy. Stay tuned. That much more news, all sorts of stuff. Armstrong and Getty Show.